recording because Patrick says he's got stuff to do today. Because today's <laughs> his birthday. Today is my birthday. Happy birthday, Patrick. Aw, thank you. I sent you a birthday present, and it still apparently has not arrived, so now I have to call Las Vegas, apparently is where this place is at, and yell at somebody to send you an email. <laughs> Wait a minute, Las Vegas. That's where the Nightmare Toys is from, is Las Vegas. Okay, so, real quick question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this Nightmare Toys place. Yes. Not one of those one of those places that sounds like haunted dolls and shit, right? I can't tell you that. <laughs> God. It definitely doesn't sell snakes, which well, that's... I was contem- contemplating. But I figured if you got a box from me with holes drilled in it in any way, shape, you would just burn it. I would. I would without say. opening it. <laughs> Well, I would have my I would have my wife and children set it on fire. I would I would not do it myself. <laughs> it's like an hour yesterday asking to double check what his email is, and nobody would tell me. And Patrick ignored me. Well, no, <laughs> why would anybody like? Why would anybody have my email? I have your email, but like, <laughs> I needed it for for birthday present purposes. So, you, well, thank you, Rob. Okay, well, this episode is going to be on <laughs> Demonic, which I just watched first thing this morning, so that's fresh. And, uh, of course, uh, two weeks later, we're going to do Frogtown. So, I get I did a metal mix, so I get to play my metal mix for Patrick. I'm excited. Are you ready? Uh, I I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna actually pump the volume up just a little bit more because I want to. I want to really. I want to really feel it. Okay, here we go. Frogtown metal mix that everybody's been waiting on. Dance or die. The highest spermatozoan count we've ever tested. Well, maybe you ought to try making love to a complete stranger in the middle of a hostile mutant territory. Hell. Sam Hell. Stop. Why? You would have saved yourself for fertiles. I have enough. Shut your hole! Eat left, froggies! You have allowed the three snakes! You wanna live? Run! We're going down together. <laughs> Dude, who, who would have thought that it lines up perfectly in so many spots? It took forever. <laughs> it, it took a long time. I, I imagine most of what took so long was like choosing what sound bites to use. Yes. Yes, it did. It took a while. But I think I think I really got the the exact ones, the best ones 
from the movie. Uh, my favorite of that, which it did just sync up so well, was just the end. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that drop. <laughs> We're going down. We're going down together. <laughs> and of course, you have aroused the three snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who was as epic as Ernest. I don't think I'll ever do anything as good as Ernest, but this was this was pretty solid. I think it's probably my second best that I've done. But yeah, yeah. finding audio for this that's even... <laughs> that was hard. Because this is not a popular movie, we'll say. No. And honestly, <laughs> so no. It was difficult. I had to rewatch... Basically, I had to sit on YouTube and rewatch the entire movie again. <laughs> And try to grab clips as I got them. And as I was getting them, some of them were so terribly distorted (laughs) from explosions or the awful soundtrack or anything else. It was very difficult. (sighs) Where, where should we, (laughs) where, where do you want to start with this, Rob? I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't know. You're just, you're just waiting. You're I, know. I was just waiting for that one. At all. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to start off and just say, if you haven't seen it, you have to see this movie. I actually really like this movie. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I have to get this out of the way, like, real quick. Because um, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch it uh, the other times that I'd seen this. The movie opens with this man uh, being accused of underage sexual assault. Uh, I'm not sure if it was underage, was it? It was implied that it was underage, but it was definitely sexual assault, and he definitely did not deny it. I mean, assault is a strong word. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm. I don't know if I would say it was assault, uh, but it, he's he's definitely so. Okay, the premise of this movie, if you haven't seen it, is that Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> also known as Sam Hellman, also known known as Sam Hell. Okay, thank you, thank you, Rob. Because <laughs> they say it once, and they don't say it again. But, like, I had to rewind it. Yeah. Did did they say Hellman? Well, there has been a nuclear apocalypse, which has apparently turned, it's killed off, like, 70% of the men, and it has made, I don't know, like, 90% of the 30% that's left. There's a lot of math to do. Um, Sterile. So they're looking for... Males that uh, have a high spermatozoan count, or any, I suppose, and they send them off into the wasteland to impregnate fertile females to try to to restart the human population. So the nuke sterilized the men, but didn't sterilize the women. And because like 70% of the men are gone, the world is now run by the government basically is now called med tech. 
and it's run by a bunch of nurses in like a really fun sassy way <laughs> yeah that that sums it up i don't think i don't think their plan involves the all of the fertile men um having to travel out into mutant infested wastelands i think that in this particular circumstance all of the women they wanted him to impregnate happened to be out there now why they couldn't go on a rescue mission and bring them back and oh i think because some of these women are just feral maybe maybe they don't want them back at medtech i'm not sure they don't they don't dive deeply into uh into the boring you know how the 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 plot really gets in the way of this movie so <laughs> we don't we don't really need to to, to dabble uh, with that too much well, uh, but- to keep us involved but yeah so oh okay we skipped over a major part i guess apparently part of the nuclear strike involved like a pond and turned frogs these are these i'm gonna say i'm just gonna say these are high quality frog people 90 90 percent of i mean this is another situation where we're going into a film that should not have um as good a creature effects as it has that means got very good creature effects yeah i'm not saying they're like amazing but they're on like they're on like ninja turtle levels you know like 1990 you know ninja turtle yeah and this movie was like 84 or something it was like 88 i think so either which way ahead of its time visionary uh ahead of its time but also a lot later than you would think like i i would think even 1988 was too late for this film to have been made um, it feels more like it is. Yeah, it is 88. Oh, this movie only has a 5.6 out of 10. That's that's that. That's not that can't be right. Does it even have a Rotten Tomatoes? No, it doesn't. Nope, it does. Hold on. Let me see what Rotten Tomatoes gives it. OK, it's not bad. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 56. So Rob, that's, that's that's not no, no, that's that's bad. But come on. For, for some of the things that we've seen scores on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, fifty six for a movie that was shot for twenty seven hundred dollars in in a desert outside of L A somewhere, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's not bad. That's a pretty decent score. Oh, it's decent. But I'm saying you were just complaining about a five point eight. A, a fifty six is essentially it, that's less than a five point eight. That's a five point six, Rob. Let's see what demonic gets. Hold on. Oh, okay. I, I okay. Already, demonic. Demonic got fifteen percent. So <laughs> I want to know who those fifteen people were. Dude, it has eighty reviews at fifteen percent. Yeah, I want to know who who was out there enjoying demonic and thinking to themselves. I'm going to review it. This. Well, so Sam Hellman is uh he's being questioned and incarcerated for a possible sexual assault and because he's fertile and the uh girl whose age is in question um is now pregnant 
they're willing to wipe the slate clean for Sam Hell. Um, there are some caveats. He has to wear a. He's got to wear basically a, a a chastity belt combination taser combination uh, C4 plastic explosive device. And him and, oh, God, um, Sandra, Sandra, I think Bergman or whoever from uh, Conan the Barbarian have to go out into the, again, I don't know why they're going out into the wasteland, but they are. And they're basically going out in the wasteland and just seeing if they could scurry up, see if they could smoke out and, and like shake the bushes and get feral women to pop out for him to uh, fertilize. And part of the mission is to go to Frogtown because somehow, some way, they know that eight women have been kidnapped. Well, because they've been keeping tabs on those eight women because those eight women were like, they were, I, I, I think it also messed with the fertility of the females because they, they referred to those as fertiles, right? Yes. The one woman, um, the one who was like the, uh, army person i i don't did they even give her a name um no no i don't believe so like maybe okay. like sergeant or something okay not well, sure because i know she was infertile and maybe that's how their their hierarchy works you know if you're not fertile you're like a grunge soldier right because you're expendable maybe maybe there was some depth to that decision making i don't know um but at one point yeah she mentioned how, how she's not fertile and so it was okay if, if she um, had sex with uh, Sam, um, which also brings into question like so many things in this. They, so they give him this chastity belt. And they make a big deal of it. He makes a big deal of it, right? Yes. And, and they're like, he's like, well, how do I pee? And they're like, oh, there's a flap. First of all, you see this thing multiple times. There's no flap, but they say there's a flap, right? And then, um, so I guess that's how he pees, but it's still a chastity belt. He's not supposed to be able to take it off or, or, you know, anything else. And when she's trying to have sex with him, he, she's like, how do I? And he goes, oh, there's a flap. Well, what? So the flap just allows for everything. So what is the point of the entire thing? Well, I guess it's because if he gets so far out of range, uh, from her, It'll start to go off and tase. Yeah. And, and then also, I guess, um, you know, if he does something they don't like, it will it will explode. Yeah, but they, they specifically said that it was so that he didn't waste any of his high sperm count. Yes, which but, is completely so. unfair to the to the grunt machine gunning girl who, uh, I mean, she just wanted to party and. Sam Helton. She was going to be able to party, is is my point. Like she got stopped by the the nurse. Yes. Sandal Bergman. Yes. Um so and then um the, the, the sexual assault theme keeps running because they run into one of these feral fertile girls and and and, and Rufy her <laughs> Yeah. She is visibly, she is visibly and vocally against it, right? Yes. And then they're like, "Ah, oh, no, it's fine." 
and and yeah, and then he's gonna do it, and his only issue is being is is first being watched, right? Um, and then her personal hygiene, <laughs> and and her personal hygiene, and the way the scene like so you have you have a roofied a, a scared most traumatic victim who uh, just escaped Frogtown, who where just, she was going to be well i mean i guess like if we think about it this way she was going to be or possibly had already been assaulted by frogmen with three snakes one, um as three snakes as a penis but we're not sure it's, i really I, I really wish because the effects were so good i really wish we could have saw that i would have liked to have seen the three snakes just to see what they had come up with um so maybe you know being roofied in the desert <laughs> and having rowdy rowdy piper climb all over you probably wasn't the worst thing that's happened to her in the last week but what was so awkward was that like what did it for him was it's like, oh, I don't think I can sleep with this roofied girl. She's like, oh yeah, and then she takes her glasses off. I've been tra- I've been trained in in seductive tactics or something. Yeah, <laughs> she does the most awkward dance, most awkward, and that yeah, the most awkward strip tease ever. And then yeah, that fires him right up. He's 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 ready to go. I'm I'm really glad that I was too young be sexually aroused in 1988 because apparently one of the things that they liked was somebody wearing underpants on top of other underpants. Yes. Point, yes like, they did. She had like frilly underpants underneath her her like regular underpants. I I don't and then she because she even like pulled pulled the, the frilliness so that the frilliness would show. Um but yeah the the, the point is is they they collectively date raped this girl and while he was making eye contact and god like again the movie opens with sexual assault allegations it does not not only not only does it open with the sexual assault allegations and then he doesn't deny it he winks at the father of the girl who he assaulted allegedly Uh, allegedly however he winked after he was it was alleged right then i i I, see i think it was just frivolous accusations i think the girl in question liked sam hellman i think you need to watch the craft again sir no i'm not i'm done the wokeness is gone (laughs) absolutely this is 1988 okay i'm going back to a better time watching this movie back to the 80s when we we could just gloss over certain details, yeah, you you seem to have overcorrected. Hell, <laughs> I I can't. All right, so ah, did he end up? No, he escaped the frog woman. I was gonna I was gonna say at one point he even has sex with the frog woman. But no, no, he tried. He he brought back. Okay, see so see how we're just going. Okay, so we're there just, is there there is a possible. Okay, we're not even going to go into the assault, whether it happened or didn't. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know the whole details. Um, but there was an impregnation, apparently. 
and they send her off with a homing beacon and say, walk three days south and they'll pick you up. And what mothers are treated like queens in this new society. And they continue their trip to Frogtown. Not really a lot happens in between. And then we get to Frogtown, which is basically like some kind of a, a factory or some kind of a smelting facility, possibly, if you will. Uh, and it, it is inhabited by, and this is this is the best part of the movie. Okay, it is inhabited by the coolest frogmen ever, because they're not, in my opinion, it kind of reminds me of Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins, like the Goombas. Those weren't those weren't very good. These are like sticky. It's like they're not they're frogs. Like I don't want people to get confused with like toads. They, the, they these are like giant bullfrogs. <laughs> Yeah, so, so they're, they're perpetually wet at all. Yes, they're constantly wet. Like, which is, which is, it would make more sense if they were toads because, again, it's, it's it, a desert. Yeah. It's a desert. They should be, um, frogs would immediately die. Um, but, you know, what, what's really important to me is like, uh, and this, this movie does really well, where, you know, a lot of times films will be afraid to show especially a 1988 film that's uh, very much centered around um it, it's centered around like a teenage boy's wet dream of I'm <laughs> oh okay we, yeah we we do got to put that out there that yeah this plot <laughs> this was um, a middle schooler who yes. was like man wouldn't this be the best apocalypse like yes this plot is definitely um when we say the when we're talking about the 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 rope oh, but we talk about the 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 desert and the women coming on to sam hell they all come on to him in the way that a 14 year old boy would want to happen like there's no talking there's no awkwardness or anything um they basically just get full on naked full on yeah. him well, and it- saunter over to him holding an m60 machine gun <laughs> and are like, take me, Sam Hell. And it's yeah, yeah, no. It's it's like it is definitely definitely that kind of movie. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's it's a it's oh God, man, it's it's like um it it's basically a, a softcore porn, but like somehow made it into the wrong producer's hands. Like, but it's so much better than your average like Red Shoe Diaries or Taxi Cab Confessions or I don't know, can't think of any others. Those were the those were my favorite growing up. You say you can't name any other. You named <laughs> name two. The fact that you named two. Okay, Taxi Cab Confessionals, right? Um that that yeah, one I, that was like that was like that the was, the inclination of reality television with yeah. boobs. Yeah, that was a TV show. I remember that that was a thing. Red Shoe Diaries or whatever? Nope, never heard of it. Yeah, that was Showtime. Yeah, I I I I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Yeah. That's that stuff was never for me. So, Sam makes his way into Frogtown where <laughs> where he is met by his best friend uh like curly or something who basically is is a live action cartoon version of any prospector from a bugs bunny 
<laughs> cartoon. Well, but mixed with the grizzled war vet. He's also a grizzled war vet who, yes. you know, uranium. Now he's a uranium prospector for the greenies, which yeah. is, which is, which is what they call the frogs, which is perfectly fine because they're not real. So you can call them that. Yes. And he has, uh, I guess the head nurse lady, the blonde who, in my opinion, the machine gun lady is far superior. Um, oh, God, are you kidding me? Yeah. I the whole time. I was like, what kind of time was 1988 where, <laughs> where the machine gun lady, like I know, okay. The world wasn't quite ready for short hair at the time, I guess, but I don't know though. There was a lot. Cause like the eight girls that they rescued two out of them had the short hair, but I would say, okay, basically we got about like 10 or 12 women because of budget constraints. I'm sure. Um, although I'm sure the original writer, we need a hundred because it is basically a teenage boys fantasy. And, um, yeah, no, the machine gun girl was, was, I think not only just better, she was a better actor than all of them as well. She was the only one that I was like, kind of, huh, I wonder what her story is. I'm going to put like, this out there. Machine how did she get into the Marine Corps? You know, what's what's yeah. up? How did she do all this thing? I I would watch a Machine Gun Girl movie. Um, 10 out of 10. Let's let's make that film like that. She was the only one in the film, for me at least, who translated into 2021 um, as far as attractiveness. In yeah. a movie about, again, in a movie about a 14-year-old male fantasy. Um, and, and I, I think that really comes across. I, I, I hope she had a good career. No, uh, I'm actually trying to find her. So as of right now, we're going to go with, I she bet. did not, <laughs> but, oh my God, there's, there's so many credits for this movie and it's very difficult. I'm going to say Edie bird possibly because the, no. Nope. Nope, nope, that's not it. Wrong. What bird? Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> that is definitely that is. Definitely, there's no picture next there to it, so it's, I found a picture. Well, I'm on IMDb. This is this is falling apart quickly. Oh yeah, nobody. Are you kidding me? Nobody, nobody from this film paid to have their picture. Don't you have to pay money to have your picture on IMDb? Yeah, I pay like twenty five dollars a month. Sanity. But so they get to Frogtown. He meets his old war buddy slash oh, oh it was oh it, it was c nope. verrill ses verrill um c-e-c space verrill and uh, her name was scintilla okay this Centinella. We're, we're gonna watch this film at some point silk the four-letter word for steaming non-stop action Ooh. it looks like it looks like she had a uh she, her career went pretty much exactly where you would want it to. Yes. Yes. Yes, it did. Oh, she was on ER. Okay. Look anyway. Oh, you get a, have, did you, did you see the, did you see the, the box art for silk? I'm saying, no, I'm it doesn't sending, even have, it doesn't even have a hyperlink on Wikipedia silk. It's just there. I can't even click it. I'm, I'm sending this in a group chat with you and Savannah. So, so we got Space Rangers, Murder, She Wrote, Mantis, NYPD Blue, Wings, 
<gasps> Wings? One episode. Oh, I bet that was a good episode. May have to just do a Wings podcast. Yep, that's her. Yeah, no, she holds up, man. Well, so she basically gets to spend the rest of the movie waiting in the old, like, 1960s suburban. And while uh, Sam and his new, his slave uh, go in there because he's going to try to barter Sandra, uh, Sandra Bergman for, I don't know, get her to infiltrate somehow. Uh, it's a risky move um, because I could just assume he probably would show up and try to buy women. But no, he brings her with him. Well, it's, and you know, it, it's it's the it's the um, the same uh, uh, not quite Django um, like the Return of the Jedi thing where you know it is go up yes. with a slave so that they can save the other slaves. That's their way in, you know. Yes, and so he makes a deal with uh, I assume like the like a Miami Vice frog man who owns the. Uh, uh, it, balloon. it was bull i believe wasn't it no bull was the uh number two um apparently i think bull <laughs> i'm, oh, sure, la- I'm but, sure last name frog <laughs> yeah. bullfrog yeah um he is the one who apparently actually kidnapped the fertiles and brought them to uh toady who appears to be some kind of uh elected official um, some kind of a mayor of of Frogtown, and and then just calamity ensues from there. Uh, yeah. Sandra Bergman gets thrown into the harem of uh, women that will soon get to meet the three snakes, and we get about a twenty minute sequence of Sam Hell flirting, but then trying to fend off a a frog woman. Which yeah, um, I was interested in that. I that, was when I first saw it. I'm like, are they really going to do this? Are we really? Are this is this where this is going to go? Because <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that um, um, Sentinella is no longer in the film. But remember, I think it was last week when we discussed the fact that I've seen this movie so many times. But it's like at a certain point, my brain just decides it's had enough and it shuts off. Every time, it's well, like I'm you- pretty sure you shut down as soon as Sentinella leaves because we all. Actually, I don't know. If we just we haven't discussed it on this show, but it has been discussed. Your 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 14 year old uh, boyhood dreams of uh, short haired uh, punk rocker oh, uh, stripping in the cemeteries yes. in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, you, you had a type back then, yeah. I think, uh, for uh, sure. Um, Trash from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Um, yes. Very, it was very formative for me <laughs> at, at an uh, important time in my life. And so I think that's what, yeah, no, the, the, that's always been a, that was always a trigger for me. Um, so, yeah, I can see. The Sentinella leaves Patrick's Patrick, check that. that. Just done. Just done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but also, it's not just about that. It's about everything else that starts to happen. And my brain just, it refuses to take it in. So, like, I get bits and pieces from that point over, but but I can't, 
I, I don't have enough to an, analyze it because <laughs> my brain just like it, it refuses the, the rest of the film. It's like, you know what? I, I can't. That's that's Frogtown in a nutshell for me. Is, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the last, last, last part. part is, um, um, okay, well, so Sandra Bergman gets kidnapped. Yeah, she has to put on. She has to dance for King Toadie, well, which then arouses the uh, three snakes. Here's the issue: is a movie like Frogtown, you go in for not just the ridiculous, like obviously they're giant um, frog people, right? That's ridiculous in its own right, but you go in it for how bonkers like the rest of the film is. You wouldn't think a movie about frogmen would be the most bonkers part of the film, and then yeah, when it, it pretty much is. Just seeing the frog people is pretty much the 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 uh, it, it, it kind of plateaus after I would say after the saloon, because then basically from there we get a lot of very strange build up and no. not really build up, but we get we get very strange information about just the inner workings of of Frogtown. Like we kind of find out that they're the old man is dealing uranium to the greenies. There's this weird guy with uh very much like Star Wars who talks uh he basically is Princess Leia from Star Wars and He's but, a guns dealer to the froggies, and it's it kind of really slows down. Well, not only that, he turns out to be the father of the the, the girl that. Uh, Whoa! Spoilers. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So he turns out to be the the father of the the you know the girl that was the catalyst for this whole thing. That's a massive twist that we're just throwing away. Yeah, it it still makes zero sense. Though. It makes it make, look, okay. See, so anyway, so well, yes, the, he is he is the he is the father. We don't know that until the end. Of course, Patrick just ruined it. Um, and so yeah, I mean, there's just this weird. There's not. Really, it's just they just bounce around Frogtown. Not a lot happens. Sam's trying to get to her because if he gets far enough away from her, then his penis will explode. Um, and. And I mean, then the whole world ends basically. Cause I've not heard of anybody else that they're doing this with, except for Sam. He seems to be the only male that's, uh, working for med tech for these purposes. And yeah. so Sandra Bergman gets brought in with all the harems. And then, uh, you know, we got, we got a nice little montage of even more terribly awkward dancing to try to arouse the toad or the frogmen. She gets gets roofied too, doesn't she? Yeah, and then they kind of like have this weird scene where they are uh, fanning her with sheets. Yeah. And it's this whole thing, uh, montage between her being fanned with sheets, and then you're kind of thinking, man, maybe she's into the frog thing. Turns out she's not. Um, Sam evades capture, uh, one of the kills off a bull and then, you know, in typical eighties action movie fashion, they all, they all meet up and we have this little small, again, like you said, the frog people, that's pretty much as bonkers as it gets. And then soon right after the three snakes, 
it's just it's just people shooting guns at frog people back and forth because like we don't really get to see any more of the frogs except for just their heads and they're all armed to the teeth. Yeah, that's as as far as my brain can comprehend. That's accurate. Yes, and then they you know we have a then oh machine gun girl pops back up and they have a big shootout with the frogs which. Inevitably leads to the frog uh, desert Mad Max car chase scenario. And we have a katana ninja showdown between Sam and the father of the alleged victim from the beginning, who (laughs) gets a sword thrown through him and manages to crawl like three quarters of a mile up the side of a mountain. (laughs) And we have a we have a double mountain showdown between Sam Hell, the uh, the father of the alleged victim, and then of course Toady shows up. So, um, it's one of the, honestly, I think it's one of those movies you got to just watch because describing it, it just doesn't really do it justice. No, you de- you definitely it it's still ridiculous. Everything about this movie is still absolutely insane. It's just not as crazy as you would think it would be in a post-apocalyptic mutant frog army scenario. Yeah. I, I think, and I think that's where my brain shuts off because it, it builds up with so much insanity. It opens with insanity. It starts going in this direction where like, who, why, why can't everybody make a movie? If this, if this made it past all of the barriers, you know, and, and and got to a point where it was financed, and and they they got someone on to direct it. They got they got Rob. They got people to work on this film. They got people to put their faces in this film. And I'm not talking about Roddy Piper, um, <laughs> which apparently any, really really he took acting classes and really really I, apparently from everything I've read. Um, and looked at because I've seen it a couple of times, so it's not like I'm doing research for this show because we don't do research on this show. Um, he really tried. <laughs> he really, really wanted to be, uh, and he is arguably the best part of the movie. Um, so like, which was not difficult, but he actually like really. He was apparently, he, apparently he was, tried. Centinella was clearly the best part of this film. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I'd vote for a sequel where it was just him and Sentinella that, like, you know, something. No, no instead, you, you got an entirely different sequel where none of them were. Which in. we cannot find. No. I want to see the Robert Zadar Maniac don't. Cop sequel to this movie. God, like, that face. Can you imagine being the actor who got replaced with that head? Like, yeah, that looks close enough. I would take that personally. <laughs> if someone was like, hey, you know that per- that character you just played? Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Okay, cool. We're getting Robert Zadar. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hold on. Dude, <laughs> is it, for a second, I got really happy because it showed that it was on Amazon. No, I know it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a, it's a lie. There's it, it, there's no buttons. It's, there, it's just, oh, I got to find this movie. How is it that all these people that we ha- we talk to online, you know, and they're buying the stupidest stuff off of 
vinegar syndrome or whatever yeah. it is, and they don't have Return to Frogtown. That's yeah. a movie we need. That is. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody in that group has it. Somebody. Well, no, it probably it never got a DVD release. It's got to be VHS, man. Uh, I found it. What DVD? I found it on DVD. Where? How much? E- eBay. Oh, how much? Hey, it may be a birthday present for you. I don't know. Forty-five bucks. Ooh, dude. That's actually not awful. Like I said, there's people that pay like you know a hundred dollars for for death camp 12 no and i i know i get that do you have a vcr i bet if we found it on vhs it probably is worth money to somebody not to me but to somebody i i do not have a v. who who the fuck does do you have a vcr no because those things are like 500 dollars now <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i could make a vcr like i could look it up and 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 make one I not. I'm gonna, apparently the only one in existence is on eBay for $45 and this guy <laughs> does not know what he has. <laughs> this guy's holding on to the last copy. That's because he probably took it to an appraiser and the appraiser <laughs> didn't know what he, he went to the antiques road show. <laughs> that would be an episode I would watch. <laughs> Just to see the look on the guy's face. <laughs> oh my God. Now, Robert Zadar came to fame from Maniac Cop. <laughs> the, the if you see here, the, the cellophane, cellophane, cellophane's been cellophane hardly, hardly broken, broken on this on corner, corner, which, is, which okay. is okay. Oh, only watched one. Dude, I don't know, man. Shipping is $3 free over. Oh, I, oh never mind. I mm. found it. Comes on region free DVD R. <gasps> Somebody's burned this. <laughs> Somebody is selling ripped copies of this movie. And nobody cares. I promise you, nobody cares. The distributors do not care. How much yeah. how much are the ripped copies? Twelve dollars. But what? I'm kinda but I'm kinda worried about this because the the uh, the cover says Frogtown two Zillion Odra Zajase. So it's it may be Russian or French, possibly, which which could and there's no way that ripped it that it's got sub it's got like there's no way this guy did like what we used to do back in the day and build the menu and all that so you have like a really good rip off DVD. There's no way there's subtitles. So we would have to watch Hell Comes to we'd have to watch Frogtown 2 Rob. Um, in French, Rob, are you kidding me? Do you honestly believe that they made a French audio track for that movie? They made a French poster. Dude, this place looks, I mean, I'm going to have to order this on like one of my, I'm going to order this on one of my sketchy debit cards, one of my prepaid cards, just put like 20 bucks on it. So when they do steal my (laughs) credit card number, (laughs) They're only going to get an extra 10 off of me because uh, this does not look legit. <laughs> but Hold on. I'm wait, holding wait. here. I'm going to send you the link and then and then and then you can look at this site and you can tell me your thought. Anyway, 
we're gonna just brush past this as we're shopping for because I will really want to do hell. No, dude, we will be the only podcast out there that's done a review on Hell Comes to Frogtown too. There's not another one because you can't even get this thing on on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So the poster for Frogtown Two, there's there's a couple different ones. One of them says Frogtown Two, meaner and greener, and then it says versus the Flying Texas Rocket Rangers. What is versus Frogtown Two? Is first? I, I think the one I'm looking at says meaner and greener. What is this place called? Streamtable.com. There's one. Oh, that that that's called. You're about to get a virus. I got I got a Mac. Nope, it's not even available to fr- it's not even available to stream That's on a pirated website. So this movie and and this explains Robert Zadar. This movie um actually is just a 14-year-old boy's fantasy. Um oh, <laughs> who has a horrible face uh, I was about to say malfunction that still works. <laughs> it's a horrible face mutation. And so this this movie does only exist. Any record of this film is just a projection of that child's mind onto the internet. Well, I found the trailer for it. <gasps> yeah, I found the official trailer for Hell Comes to Return to Frogtown. Hell Comes to Frogtown sequel, meaner and greener. Yeah. Okay. So I got the trailer. So, okay. Well, anyway, we have the epic showdown. He uh, kills the uh, father of the alleged victim uh, with a sword through the body. Um, then mean uh, Toady shows up. He ends up doing some Kung Fu jujitsu slash hand chopping, uh, throws him off a mountain. And then we have uh, a happy ending, which uh, I, everybody, I do enjoy a happy ending in all my movies. And he basically, from what from what it looks like, they're basically going to drive back to MedTech, him and these nine women, and just that's the other that's that that's a movie that would be on uh, two a.m. Showtime because it would probably just be him running around MedTech, uh, in, you know, some kind of uh, government medical government orgy that happens at the end of this movie. I didn't even get to that. How did you not get to that? You just shut it off? Like, you got to watch till the credits. When I tell you, Rob, that my brain shuts off, I don't know how else to say it. I don't. <laughs> I well, anyway, when your brain's shut off, they're all in the car. They're going away. Him and Sandal Bergman are definitely an item now. And then she turns to Sam and says something along the effect of like, you know, save your energy. And then both of them look back at basically a truck bed full of uh, uh, scantily clad uh, feral desert women. And he looks at the camera and goes, a soldier's work is never done. Boom. Credits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I as I as I mentioned to Rob earlier, um, I have got this horrible trend going where I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning and making terrible decisions film wise, and I think I'm just my brain has been broken two times in a row. Um, 
by awful films at five o'clock in the morning. Yes. So, yeah. So hold on, I got a sound effect for that. Actually, oh, we're gonna have Patrick. Well, hold on, I'll find it here. Where are we at? Come here. There we go. Coming soon to own on DVD and video. Yep. Good thing oh. I got soundboard. So I guess because Patrick brought it up, we're gonna have to. Uh, have Patrick give us a quick little rundown of uh, yeah, I actually got like a little ad for it on uh, Amazon, a brand new release. I I'm one of the first people to have watched this film. Like you have to because <laughs> it's so, being pushed. Amazon yeah. is pushing this, so I opened up Amazon this morning, and boom, there it was, right in my face, and it has Richard Brake in it. Which don't get me wrong. That's not a sign of quality. I don't know who that is. That's not a sign. That's you'd love him. He is a Rob Zombie um, go-to. He is not a sign of quality in any way, shape, or form. However, I was still like, okay. (laughs) So it's called Bingo Hell. It's about um, a bingo hall that. Kills people. Well, it, it is a Bloom House production. By is the way. It, is it now we're continuing? Is demonic? Is demonic a Bloom House? I oh. don't know, but it. I just went to Amazon Prime Video, and it is the first slide that pops up on yep. their little home screen. Is this bingo movie? They are excited about it, man. Yep. And the second like thing, part of the trailers, you know, blah blah blah. And the second part of the trailer is just straight up. A Bloomhouse TV production. So, there we go. Yeah, so... um, Oh, I know who Richard Brake is. Yeah. Yeah, he's garbage. Yeah, he's not He is not good. He's 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 a step above... He's better than Mosley. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, he is, like, in Rob's... He's so bad that he is in Rob Zombie's reserve. Wasn't he in 31... Yeah, yeah. So he is he is basically yep, there he is. So his thing is he's a better actor than Mosley, but as far as the um indie horror cred, he's not there yet. Like he's not recognizable in that way. So he's used kind of as a throwaway. When when Mosley's not available or when Sid Haig is dying, um they throw him in instead. He was in three from hell. Specifically because uh, Sid Haig was uh, unable to shoot. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Gotcha. So, anyways, um, however, I would like to say, so, obviously, that movie, based on the premise alone, that movie's terrible. It's basically needful things with the Bubba Hotep thrown in, um, but without any levity. Like, the, you can't make a movie about an evil bingo hall without any real levity it oh god it makes zero sense but um to that point what i will say is i did watch um so uh on netflix there are a bunch of good shows right now um i finished midnight mass highly recommend that um just uh, it was it's another mike flanagan um the man uh, he kind of misses a lot at the end of a lot of his stuff. Um, but overall, 
usually Mike Mike Flanagan's really solid. Um, the uh, and then I watched Squid Game on Netflix, which a lot of people are watching right now. Rob, I I, I do recommend it. It's a good good show. Um, it's been hitting me. It's been they've been sending me. They've been they've been trying to trying to convert me to watch it. Um, so I want to see the uh, the one you just finished the uh, the Bly Manor guy. Uh, yeah, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. I want to see that. That's his. That's his strongest. I I didn't like Bly Manor. I really liked uh, House on uh, uh, Hill House, Haunting of Hill House. Um, this I would say is his strongest uh, strongest show so far. Haunting a Hill House was incredible, at least to me. Like I mean, yeah. maybe not right now. There's there's very few suspense. Okay, like shows that have suspense are very difficult to pull off because most shows that have suspense and this is just something that's recently taken hold you know they try to do eight seasons because they're there to make money and you cannot be suspenseful for 125 episodes so like true detective i think was probably the first to do it season one and you do a season and you cut it and you're done it's just a long movie and yeah. you get to explore all of these characters and true detective is still my all-time favorite show miniseries period of all time season one true detective is perfection um then you see american horror story come out and do it and do like an anthology series and each season in the series its own story um but no uh i'd have to say that when uh haunting of hill house came out I was blown away. I, it was one of those to where you're up at, at least I was like till three 30 in the morning. I could not turn it off. I had to see what happened next. And it was yeah. a fan, Bly Manor. Um, I'm not going to Bly Manor was just very slow. It was yeah. good. Um, it, I mean, it was, it was good enough to where I stayed truly involved in that show, even though eventually you start to pick up on, the twist kind of halfway through the season, maybe. So you kind of, you kind of know the twist is coming. Um, it just, the end of the movie was such a weak, uh, payoff, I guess, or the I, end of the show that it didn't ruin it. I just, I wouldn't, I would not rewatch it again. I can rewatch. I have rewatched, um, uh, haunting of Hill house. And I have rewatched, um, season one of American horror story. And I have rewatched multiple times season one of true detective where Bly Manor is great or Bly Manor is good, but that's what we I've talked about on here. Movies can be bad or good, but for me to say that it's great, it has to be rewatchable well, for, for me. So the issue with Bly Manor, I fully agree with you on the Hill house. I actually never really got into American horror story. The only season I saw like from start to finish was, um, the freak show one. Uh-huh. I I would recommend season one. Season one is very, very good. Hands down, my favorite because of how simple season one is. Murder house. It yeah. is a haunted house, and it just to me it's the it's the best season. Not because it's the original or the first one. It's just that story got to me. Asylum was good. Season two was good, but again it just didn't hook me. And then of course I, I haven't watched, tried to watch 
some other ones and it just falls apart too quick and all right so well um to get back to blind manor though like the reason why blind manor failed for me um and it started off it started off strong um and he has this so flanagan has this thing where it's a theme that you'll often see in his in his work um whether it be films or even or or either films or stories it's always about characters confronting their past um and a lot of times what you think of as a ghost or what you you know is um isn't even within context of the story it's not actually a ghost it's 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 basically a character's visual representation of like ptsd right so bly manor i think it was they made that reveal way too early as far as what you thought was this thing that was haunting her turned out to just be a memory it wasn't actually physically a ghost okay and once she confronted that it was gone and you moved on to the rest of the story um the ending of blind manor said it said it best where i mean she practically looks at the camera and she says um this wasn't a horror story this was a love story and yeah yeah definitely yeah and the entire film is leading up and and it's shot and it seems to be purposefully maneuvering to be a horror story but about midway through they start leaning into the fact that it is a love story. Even the horror elements are driving it to that point. And I personally, I don't, I don't enjoy romance movies and of, of virtually any kind. So that's where I started to kind of drift. And I'm like, uh, I can't, um, I can't get behind this. Like it's still skillfully shot, skillfully written, skillfully done. And acting is great. You know, he does he does really well at what he tries and wants to do it's just i wish that one would have been more upfront about what it was i'm not saying he he was deceiving anyone Uh-oh. yeah no but it definitely i mean it was it was definitely put on as you know a continuation not of like the story but the genre and the overall feel of like haunting of hill house so yeah. so yeah you know and the, also the best part about me with haunting a hill house why i do like it so much is it 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 comes off of some of the well it comes off of you know the the foundation is like part of the original source material so you, you can make these connections between the you know this is the hill family instead of you know in like the the movie um in the 90s and stuff that they're at Hill House. So like we're kind of finding out the Hill family. We're kind of finding out some of these cool, interesting things. So, I mean, I think he's fantastic. So like I am interested in seeing his new one. Um, before we move on to, oh uh, crap! Before we move on to our uh, our pitch deck, um, I had to read some reviews to Patrick from Bingo Hell. I'm just going to pick the two top reviews. Here are the two top reviews of Bingo Hell. This is a two-star review yeah, by uh, Christopher, and it is titled Two Stars for the Two Heroes. What a dreadful Spielberg wannabe movie. Yes. Hold- <laughs> no, no, no. You got to let me finish. Cocoon? Is he going with Cocoon? Is that you the got- <laughs> You got to let me finish. 
What a dreadful uh, Spielberg wannabe movie. Yes, a dreadful Spielberg wannabe movie that fails miserably. The Spanish and Afro-American grandmas were the most interesting characters. No, not that Mr. Bingo sardonic murderer, not one bit. Is that all we had? Or sorry, is that all he had? That Joker smile? Question mark. And the absolute racist, in all capitals, statement when the neighbors went into the bingo hall for the first time and it's and said it's owned by a all capitals white man. Yes, a white man. What in the hell were you thinking to let this piece of garbage be shown on prime? Oh, and of course, the black kid is a thief robbing cars, finding guns, etc. Well, as to the plot, you can kiss your backsides goodbye. Hated it on principle. Just goes to show actors can prostitute themselves for their craft and the work of horrid scripts and equally horrid direction. And lastly, don't think I didn't don't. And lastly, don't think I didn't get the leftist Hollywood crap thrown in between the lines. Shame on you, Amazon. Okay. Can I dissect that for a second? Yes. <laughs> Thought you would. And this is not the only comment that goes just scanning through here with my eye. This is not the only comment that uh, racist white uh, white man and leftist Hollywood is uncapitalized. You could just scroll through the uh, low end of the ratings pool here and just pick out anything that's capitalized, the full word, it's racist or white, white man, leftist. I probably saw some things in here about uh, the vaccine, but... <laughs> I'm starting... I, I think I watched the wrong movie. I thought... I didn't... I didn't get... Um... I mean, it, it's it. So they they talk about community over and over again. Um, it is in a um, uh, a poorer neighborhood. Um, one of the themes of it is is people trying to escape the neighborhood. Uh, they are upset about gentrification, uh, which are tough themes to put into a movie about. I assume a somewhat demonic bingo hall. Yeah, no, um, not really, because they uh, just blurt out the exposition for you, and they're like, oh, all these people are selling their homes. You know, it, it's, but no, uh, there's, Hollywood isn't trying to trick you into voting for Bernie Sanders by playing you this film. I can, Hollywood had nothing to do with this film, I can pretty much assure you. Okay, do you want to hear the number one, Top five star review by Amazon. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's a five. Yeah. Hit it. Oh, there's plenty of fives. This movie's 3.7 out of five. So there's quite a few five star reviews. So here we go. This is by Kate W. Kate spelled with a C, which just makes no sense. Oh, boy. This truly is one insane movie, but in a good and entertaining way. Bingo, you think, is just for the old folks? Think again. 
These are not just any old folks trying to win. If you have ever really played a serious game of bingo, you will know some players are just nuts. Get a snack and a drink, get into this bingo hell, and it will entertain you. Ha- uh, it will entertain you. Stop. Not for the faint of heart. He, he, he. Fuck that person. <laughs> you you get even more upset on the uh, five star review than you did on the uh, on the uh, left wing racist Hollywood review. Yeah, because no, I don't look because the movie is left wing and racist. <laughs> because you heard the, it here, folks. No, because the the two listen the two star person at least at the end of the day. However, they got there, they got there. Okay, they would the the ends justified the means of that <laughs> that two star review. <laughs> yeah, I don't care why they didn't like it. I care that they didn't like it. I don't give a shit if it's for the wrong reasons. They didn't like it. Awesome, that's good. This person, why they they liked it because of bingo? That I did not. See, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see bingo being the draw. For this person um but uh holy shit <laughs> and um let's see here we have a uh, another we've got so many i uh, do there are a ton of five star reviews uh, here let's just a good happy, happy not, not too fast, fast but not, but too, not too slow, slow awesome <laughs> flick money isn't everything in this message i will be watching again a fucking again a, a, a hidden gem? Question mark. Wow! Nope. Simply it's... stellar acting. I was surprised to see only three reviews before I watched it. Glad I did. The story, if not original, is still today more relevant than ever. <laughs> Dude, okay. So, uh, a hidden gem. This movie hides about as well as Michael Myers behind a fucking shrubbery. Right, <laughs> popping up everywhere, everywhere. You open up fucking Prime, it's right there. That's what, that's how they got me, Rob. <laughs> Five-star review. Wow. Complete BS. Why did you give it? Did you for Maybe this should have been a one-star review, but Amazon is coming through here and selecting these. Uh, <laughs> Five-star review. AARP ain't got nothing to mess with. Oh, this is uh, so good. There, oh my God, there are so there's pages of five star reviews. I'm so upset right now. All right, love <laughs> Abuela with a shotgun saves the community. Loved it. Thoroughly enjoyable. Bingo Hell is a well executed cautionary tale. A tale of greed, gentrification, and strong female characters. It's it's not even a like it's literally so there was a bingo hall, okay, which everything was perfectly fine when they had like I don't know what message they think they're these people already had a bingo hall, just somebody else bought it, and it happened to be a lesser version of the Needful Things guy, and um he still played bingo. This like, is the problem. Well, actually, this is not the problem. It is the problem. No, maybe not. Probably so. Um, 
but this is, but see, this, this is, this is the problem with them or with movies. Of, and like you said, it's not really probably part of the plot. It was actually spoken live in exposition. I think this is why, <laughs> this is why they put uh, certain things like, okay, the, the original can candy man, it was obviously about gentrification and all these other things, but they didn't spoon feed it. And if some, if you were to ask people nowadays, what do you think Candyman's about? They wouldn't know. Um, before the new one came out, obviously. But this is why I think some of these studios are putting this like very heavy-handed, woke-type things in here. Because, dude, I'm reading these reviews, and people are like, people are like, people are like calling this movie. You know, it's like it's it's like the next you know Citizen Kane or something. Finally, a movie so brave and so bold to stand up for not only old people, but <laughs> but old yeah. women. Did I black out during this film? I can't. I, I'm no, you didn't. But somebody I, spoke a line in the movie, like you said, probably about the old neighborhood and gentrification. And dude, everybody else blacked out. They heard that one part, and then they blacked out for the rest of the movie because they're like, "Oh, that you know, this is this is again." If you want to send, a, and obviously this movie sent a message. We're going to start doing this. Amazon reviews on everything we do now cuz this is like this this is insane. How yep. many how many movies or how many reviews on here where people are literally like this movie has a message. All right. Okay. On that note, here here's here's what's going to happen cuz we still have to do pitch deck and I can't talk about this fucking movie anymore. I swear to god. Um you brought I, it up you and your 5 a.m. God, I, dude, what is wrong? I mean, I'm glad that you're doing it because this is actually great content. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I I'm had no play. idea when you posted that you were watching this that I didn't check the time and that you were up at 5 a.m. scuttling around your house, watching watching this movie while your family was sleeping. Yeah, that's yes, that's accurate. That's what I do now. That is that is now my life. It's a pro move. I'm gonna give you that. Like uh, I get up early and go to Starbucks and it is a pro move, but all right. Um, so let me take a quick break. Cause I gotta, I I've been drinking water like crazy. You still have to do pitch deck. I'm going to go pee <laughs> and I'll be right back. All right. Okay. okay I'm going to, okay. We got it. All right. Sweet. Um, so we're back. Um, I had to read you one more review. Oh, even God. though this will be difficult for me to cut. Um, <laughs> this is titled saved by the most evil smile in cinematic history. Oh, Jesus. That and a few good performances, especially the two leads. The concept held really good promise, but for an hour in, it got flushed for the standard kill one after another without reasons. Canard too bad as that crashed the ride. Anyway, not a bad watch over the shoulder kind of thing but kind of failed its original momentum. How would you know? How would you know what the original momentum was in a Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse didn't even put their Bloomhouse on it. It's Bloomhouse TV product. That's the actual name. Bloomhouse TV Productions, which, holy crap, even that means Jason Bloom even knows that he's making so much garbage lately. He's got a... It's like, it's like the link... It's like the Mercury division of Ford Lincoln Mercury. Okay, <laughs> look... We're going to try to pump out like navigators. We're going to run in the middle with a Ford Explorer. And then movies like this, this is going to be the Mercury Tracer. Okay. 
<laughs> these are going to be the ones that just keep some of our friends in business. And that's it. But dude, the amount of money they had to pay to pump this on Amazon Prime that high. Or Amazon what? was stupid enough to finance and buy this movie for so much money. But then it doesn't matter. It's like, I guess they get paid on. I don't even know how that works. If Amazon owns it and it's free on Prime, right? It's an Amazon exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the only way that they're going to get paid is if the movie's really good and you're calling up your friends who I don't know who any of us know that does not have Amazon Prime. And so you got to sign up right now, man. You got to sign up right now. Otherwise, you're going to miss bingo hell. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't see anybody doing that. <laughs> I don't a- a- Amazon's the safest bet. You know, that we're going to move on because we got to do pitch tech. But Amazon, unlike, you know, you hear these articles about Netflix is really in trouble because they only signed up 300,000 people last quarter. Dude, eventually you get to where you have everybody. You just yeah. do. You can't yeah. sell anymore. You can't sign up anymore. You have everyone. For the most part, you got to wait for them to get old enough to get a debit card to sign up for it. But more than likely, they're on their parents. You know, that's basically it. So it's like Amazon's the safest, you know, but Amazon certain the waters are getting real muddy with Amazon lately. And it makes no sense because if you don't have Amazon, it's because you intentionally don't at this point. You're not selling people on getting it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't understand why you're buying bingo hell no or i mean the countless other things you know i mean for them to buy it now like if you make a crappy horror movie and you get somebody to put it on amazon that's different but like yeah you know like to just sit there and buy these movies and then promote them like that it blows my mind yeah i mean it it, and like you said it it's one thing to you know just post it you know that costs you nothing and then the more content you have on your site, the more people are going to be interested in, in, in joining up, right? But Yeah, and certain content I understand. Like, I'm a huge fan of Top Gear. So I understand the Grand Tour and um, Clarkson's Farm. And then the applications. Shutter, Paramount Plus, AMC. Like the AMC app, if you don't have AMC on Amazon or your Fire Stick, uh, get it because you go watch I'm watching the 31 days of Halloween live which is just such a nostalgic thing and it is kind of weird to miss that nostalgia because the nostalgia of 31 days of Halloween on AMC is not that I'm sitting there locked in it's like it's like the it just it's the ultimate spooky Halloween gets you in the vibe because it's just background just like it was when we were growing up you'd put yeah. on 31 days of amc and you would just leave your television on until your dad got pissed off and said you're you're burning up the light bill but it was just in the background all the time no matter what you could put it on i think where when me and you were coming up was like channel 62 you know and you just put it on so those kind of things i understand that's that's awesome that's that's where i think amazon is out playing everybody but man until 31 days of halloween came on just yesterday you know Dude, you got to like really dig hard to find decent stuff on Amazon because it's just full of all this other crap. And like you said, they promoted at the top of the header. It's like, holy shit. I'm glad, you know, what kind of how bad would you feel if you woke up at five o'clock in the morning and watched this? 
Um, yeah, not good. <laughs> okay. Poppycock. Now, 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 how does this work? Are you, oh. you, who's pitching? Am I pitching this to you? Yeah, because that was fun. Oh, God. That's how I was able to make you um, see this film. So a little context, everybody. Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so a little, little context for this pitch deck. Um, Rob suggested weeks ago um, that we watch. Always Demi- Rob's fault. Always my fault. Yes. Um so the the two films so far that Rob has suggested we watch for this podcast because quote they look really good um, were Malignant and then Demonic. Now the good oh, news I, is I enjoyed I enjoyed mal, mal, Malignant. Um, Demonic I did not, but I couldn't tell Rob that because if I told Rob that Demonic was bad, he wouldn't have watched it. Um, and then it turns out, even though I told him it was really good. Uh, he still wouldn't watch it, so I had to make him do the pitch deck for it. It's hard enough to get me to watch things that I still haven't watched that Netflix show that we talked about, the Bly Manor guy, and I believe it's fantastic. I watched, oh, I watched a marathon of the top ten ghost adventures uh, for like the last three days instead of watching that. So it's difficult to get yeah. me to watch uh and of course i watched demon house twice plus bonus features mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's 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 there there's your insight <clears throat> to the life of rob it's not a joke is what happens so anyways rob watched demonic um and we're going to we're going to now have him pitch this movie and we're going to try a new format here we're going to try to do the 10 question format because we're already at an hour 20 minus a pee break. So I've got my pen and uh, I'm just going to keep track of it. Okay. I'm ready. All right, sir. So what brings you in our office today? You like, you like possession, right? Possession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like video games? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I don't see how the two uh, could possibly be related. Okay, do you like? Uh, do you like when you? Do you have an Instagram? I, I do not actually. Okay, okay. Well, you are aware that it exists, right? Yeah, that's the thing where uh, people pretend to be uh, models, right? Okay, perfect. Have you ever seen? on the internet where people take pictures of themselves and then they put like a cartoon filter over it. It's really fun. Makes them, makes them look kind of like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. Now, what if I told you I have a script that involves cartoon filters. Kids love them. Demon possession. Everybody loves that murder fire, a heartfelt, mother-daughter story comas latest and greatest medical scientific technologies and assault weapons okay uh, um so uh what um so 
yeah, tell me how uh, virtually any of those things. So, does does is is there a video game that possesses people? Maybe kind of like um um uh, oh I forgot that that movie with Frankie Muniz in it. Um, but good news, he forgot too. So, um, well, uh, what happens is, um, the long lost daughter of a mass murderer has been tracked down by a state of the art medical facility to implant her into her comatose mother's brain via, I assume some kind of a PlayStation two, uh, gaming engine. And we plaster cartoon filters over those scenes. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, so where, uh, where, where does the demon come in? Uh, the possession? You well, the possession comes in. That's the hook. That's the twist that gets you. The possession comes in, and when she's been implanted into her mother's uh, comatose dream brainscape, uh-huh. um, we uh, settle at first. We, we, we got to get you hooked. That not all seems to meet the eye here, and that the demon is inside of her mom and wants to possess the daughter who is also inside of her mom, but only in her brain. Um, so the, 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 the demon is in a coma. Yes, but it's not asleep in the coma. It's just lurking around in her mom's brain waiting for the daughter who it's always been after to come into the mom's brain because the demon knows that the mom is now hooked up to the brain machine. And when the doctors were watching her, the mom on the brain machine, the demon who was pretending to be the mom in the brain machine told the doctors that the mom who's in the brain machine wants to see her daughter one last time. So, how? <clears throat> and the people running the brain machine are also, get this, mm. highly trained special forces Catholic priests. Uh, so, not not doctors. We don't know what their credentials are. Um, so, I, I assume most priests that are in the special forces have a doctorate of some kind. Medical doctors, uh. No, not, uh, doesn't have to be. Okay. Well, all right. Um, so special forces priests. I want you to keep that. I want you to keep that thought. Yeah. I I got that nestled right here. Uh, right here in the back of my mind. One of them, one of them is covered Mm -hmm. in tattoos. Real badass. Oh, oh, oh. Can we, uh, preferably big, uh, gaudy religious type tattoos. Uh, not sure. Uh, it looks kind of like uh, prison tattoos, possibly reformed. 
Um, he's Asian, so we, you know, he could be like a kung fu or a yakuza, possibly. But I'm not sure we didn't get background on that. Okay, well, I mean, so I mean, kung fu or yakuza? Surely we're going to see him actually, you know, do some stuff, right? No, he, no, no. He bleeds to death at the end of the movie. Oh, good. Uh, do we? We don't actually see any fighting. Um, in the movie between the priests and the uh, the uh, pigeon demon, I didn't forgot to mention that the the, the demon is a is is a bird. Um, well, it's it's. A, I'm going back up here. Uh, the demon is a uh, raven, crow, mockingbird, sparrow, finch type head on top of. Don't know. Uh, possibly a uh, a skunk ape type uh hairy body covered in a cloak okay so i i, I presume we're gonna get some top-notch uh, creature designer on this no absolutely not uh we're gonna show you as little as possible uh because because you know you, you always want to leave the audience wanting more you know what i mean oh, your your imagination is way scarier than what you see on the television i i can completely get behind that so um help me out here how do we get from uh, comatose lady video game and then to bleeding out in the car and I presume all of the warrior priests are dead right uh, just help help connect me from A to B the daughter gets so the demon called the daughter from the mother who is in the brain machine through the brain machine to the priests who are monitoring the brain machine but they are pretending to be doctors in this giant medical facility that obviously nobody asked them for their credentials that is somehow linked to the maximum security prison that the mother was imprisonated in after burning down a tuberculosis ward sometime in like 1996. We're not really sure, but Hey, everybody loves the nineties. They use the mother's wishes from the brain machine, from the hospital to the priest to track down her daughter who has changed her name somehow and they Im- they implement her into her mother via the brain machine. And now the demon has its hooks on the daughter who begins to hallucinate throughout the movie that a giant eight-foot-tall pigeon, finch, crow, sparrow, raven, demon man, Wendigo is after her and killing her friends along with discovering that her mother didn't actually burn down the tuberculosis ward in the 90s and kill all the patients. It was the demon. Okay, okay. Um, so how how is she going to come to this realization? I'm sure... Um, she meets a friend um, called Mark. Mark. Okay, and is Mark any kind of, you know, is he also a priest or maybe a historian of some kind or, you know... No, he- he's a friend of friend the family. Fam- Okay, so I mean, surely he doesn't. He's not just like you know an electrician or something. He he does some kind of scholastic work, or he's he's some kind of progeny. He's self-trained, from what uh, from what we from what I could put together. Um, well, he knew that the mother was possessed by the demon the whole time that she was possessed by the demon because it turns out even though the daughter has hated her mother her whole life because she believes that her mother just went on this crazy homicidal arsonistic rampage in a tubercul in a tuberculosis ward mind you in the late 90s um that she went into a comatose state after visiting the tuberculosis ward who mark found out 
is, in fact, probably more than likely built on some kind of sour ground situation here um, and was somehow implanted by the demon. I mean, to be fair, it's a tuberculosis ward. Um, In the 1990s. Yeah, probably not the best place you want to be. So, all right. Um, so help me out here. The, the, the guys, the guy's bleeding out. How did how did we get to the point where the guy bled out? Though I'm I'm still curious. If if the demon couldn't get out of the comatose mother, um, why then? Well, it is common knowledge that the only way to defeat the demon is to take the comatose person and put them in the back of a military Humvee and drive them and all of the equipment that you need to run the video game simulation inside of the brain machine that is inside of the comatose woman who is possessed by the scarecrow, uh, Raven pigeon Finch demon thing and take her back to the home of the Raven Finch demon thing at the old tuberculosis ward that the mother who was in the coma hooked up to the brain machine burned down in the nineties and basically poke it with a stick until it comes out thereby possessing the biggest superest badass military priest guy who then goes on a massive killing rampage, murdering everybody, including the, the tattooed uh, guy and he bleeds, he's slowly bleeding out, but he waits just long enough for our two characters, Mark and the daughter, to show up to then hand her the lance of truth or something from the Vatican that's been there for a thousand years. That is the only way to kill the demon that they did not use to just kill the demon while they were at the hospital in a controlled environment. And so he gives it to her who she doesn't use it at all until the very end of the movie. And we don't see any of this. We don't see any of the, uh, the demon possession fighting massacre. She just pops up after it's all over. Oh, okay. Um, so in our films, uh, a lot of times we like to kind of show things happening, especially if it's potentially the most and possibly only interesting thing in the entire film. Um, we kind of would like to, you know, to see that. Uh, yeah, but that's been done before. I, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's work for us. Okay. So let me, uh, all right. Um, well, you have one more question here before I have to go back to my job as an Uber driver. Okay. So speaking of going back to your job uh, as an Uber driver, um, surely you've gotten somebody uh, somebody to, to, to helm this that maybe, you know, um, we want someone who, you know, didn't just start off strong. We need somebody who, who's established, right? So someone who maybe... We don't want someone who's got like maybe one hit and then just went like a straight nosedive, right? We want, um, we want someone with with good steady work. Maybe they can salvage some of this. Uh, who you got? We have Neil Blumkamp, who, oh, I mean, he he's on the rise. District mm-hmm. Nine was fantastic. He that not was- only directed but wrote this movie. This is definitely a Neil Blumkamp vision. I, I do want to, and this is a this is an addendum to that question. You do realize that the uh, district uh, district nine was um, uh, that was 
that was that was twelve years ago. Um, it, it, he he's made several films since then, and uh, they they they've kind of gotten progressively worse. Is that is just that is just the leftist Hollywood machine trying to keep a good guy down. Uh, well, he is he is technically African, so I I think I don't think. Uh, I think that's a gray area for them that they're afraid to touch. Yes, the racist leftist Hollywood machine. But again, he's technically an African American. I'm just saying, you know, we don't we don't know. Okay. We don't we don't know what's happening. Anyway, the film basically ends with the daughter going back into the brain machine that's hooked up to the mother who is in the coma that is being monitored by the priest. Thankfully, all she had to do was put the helmet back on because the dying priest who had, who is bleeding out, who gave her the spear, which she does not use. I want to, to make this perfectly clear. She doesn't use it. And she does not tell her friend Mark to use it as she goes under to be implanted back into the mom who the demon is no longer in the mom. The demon has jumped out in to like the lieutenant of the uh, the the Green Beret um, priests, um, and everybody knows this. This is not a secret. So she goes back into her mom just to say hi, you know, and give some closure, and tell her mom that she loves her before her mom in the dream world just basically tells her she's had enough, and somehow just kills herself. Just kind of, just kind of like puts herself down. Um, I- and then pixelates into nothing in which she comes out and finds uh, that Mark has vanished and she puts on some sweet night vision goggles. I feel like then fights the demon with the uh, spear of destiny. So I feel like this entire thing has been you punishing me or doubting that you watched it. And then, yeah, it is <laughs> choosing this film because God, it's just as painful reliving it through your. Are you tapping out? Explanations. Well, we're doing the ten questions, so I feel like I won. Yeah, yeah, you won. That's two weeks in a row, so I think we're probably tied. Okay, but just real quick, gotta hit on it before I I, we we do gotta go. However, uh, that film was fucking terrible. Uh, I don't know, man. The last thirty minutes of that film kind of saved it for me, like. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. What the fuck? You're no. I'm giving it a seven ivermectins out of ten. That is. I, I. I'm not saying that it's great. I'm saying that I. I don't actually feel bad that I spent six dollars on that movie this morning. So they. Uh, I got six dollars worth of a movie. None of it makes. None of it fucking makes sense. Ah, you don't have to make. It does. It makes some sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't. The whole brain thing, the, the VR thing, and then nothing. It shouldn't have existed. Like they, that exact same film would exist if they didn't do that. She I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. She could have just been in a coma. It. You could even keep the the fake hospital shit. She could have just been in a coma. And and the doctors are or the fucking priests are pretending to be doctors, and they call her up just to say, "Hey, you're the only living, you know, relative, so we need you to help make medical decisions." You didn't even need to put her in the fucking brain. Like you could have done that 
be like many movies have done before. You could have done the stupid little dream sequence where she talks to her mom and her mom's like, hey, honey, there's a demon and done. None of it. Dude, you didn't have the technology or the know-how to make it look good. So why would you do that? Why would you go out of your way to set yourself up to have a shitty looking sequence several times? Well, we're going to just, gonna just we're, we're going to just agree to disagree by uh, listening to some or ha- forcing Patrick to listen to some five star reviews about demonic, which there are not as many of as, uh, as I'd right. like as I'd like to see because the bingo hell had more. We have uh, by we have one unique. <clears throat> but, uh, I am still uneasy from watching this movie at yeah. the end of whatever our intellect can explain. Bloomcamp's films seem more of a visceral experience one has than a stage show one watches from a safe distance. This is no exception. All right, that you know what that motherfucker he can go watch Chappie. Okay, I, <laughs> God damn it! Stop, you you have one more, and then and then I gotta I gotta go. Hold on. Do do do. Let's see here. I gotta find a good one. Oh, come on. Grab your <laughs> this one titled Grab Your Balls. I don't know why this is rated low. If you know about demons and possession like I do, this will intrigue the F out of you. This is a modern day exorcist movie. Strap on and enjoy the fear. Yeah, strap on because that guy. Uh, uh, I can't. Rob, I can't. <laughs> that I would, I would watch Bingo Hell again before I would ever watch Demonic. And the reason being is because Bingo Hell, some shit actually does happen. It's stupid, and I don't really want to go out of my way to see it again. But if those are my options, Demonic, nothing happens in the entire goddamn thing. Nothing, nothing happens. The only thing you have again clunky stupid exposition that makes no sense it shouldn't be there and then these these priests are armed for bear <laughs> and, and out of like how the fuck they have all this shit supposedly they know what they're doing they they spend a lot of resources sending these priests to take care of this shit right and then they just get wiped out like that for no fucking reason, like out of nowhere, they they don't use the one tool that would fucking save them or whatever. Um, the one guy was was he still in the car or did he go back to the car? I'm not sure. But like, how how do you allow this stupid bird demon, which looks like shit? They try to obscure the fact that it looks like shit, but it still looks like <laughs> shit. Rob, that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast with a one star review that I think Patrick will like, and then we will talk to you guys next week. So here we go. This is by JD and Misty, which is suspect when you share a profile like that. But anyway, 100. don't wa- the title is "Don't Waste Your Money, Please." We don't usually write reviews, but I feel like I need to save my fellow mankind some money. 
This movie is absolute garbage. Is it a horror movie? Is it an action movie? Who knows? Because it fails at both. The trailer is misleading, so don't expect to see some cool VR horror movie that explores interesting ideas. This is a total waste of time, dollars, and a movie night with my wife. He is really upset. I wouldn't even have this playing in the background while I clip my toenails. Yes, that's how bad Demonic is. They couldn't even come up with a decent name for this janky thing. I want a refund. Good day to you. (laughs) Oh, shit. He ended it with a good day. Yes. All right. So with that, everyone, um, we are just we're not going to make any promises about what we're going to watch next uh, because we never hold them. So with we may do six degrees of Edward Furlong. We can't seem to get to it. (laughs) No, we'll definitely do that next time. Um, But (laughs) Rob, just play us out with the uh, with the with the mix down. Okay, here we go. We'll talk to you guys later. Dance or die! The highest permatozoan count we've ever tested. Well, maybe you ought to try making love to a complete stranger in the middle of a hostile mutant territory. Hell. Sam Hell. Why? You would have saved yourself for fertiles. I have enough. Shut your hole! Eat left, froggies! You have allowed a free snipe! You want to live? Run! We're going down together.